Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Mr. Widemouth. So, Mr. Widemouth is on, by Perfect Circle 35 on creepasta.wiki. Uh, you can check it out there uh, just now. Alright, you're back. So, uh, we'll do the rundown then, just to catch everybody else up. So, this uh, narrator man, or Spooky Steve, uh, he's ageless, genderless, <laughs> nameless <laughs> protagonist. Just anything like he could, he could not even human for all we know. Yeah, um, he moved around a lot when he was uh, like up, uh, basically until he was eight, uh, where he settled in uh, Rhode Island. But prior to that, he again moved a lot, a lot of places, uh, a bunch of different states. And uh, while he doesn't recall a whole lot of it, or like doesn't really have many memorable memories. Uh, from a lot of those places, like, worth keeping or anything like that. He does have one that's crystal clear, concrete into his head uh, when he was in Maine in a large house outside of uh, New Vineyard, Maine. Um, <clears throat> he had uh, apparently just gotten mono uh, a day after his very lonely birthday where only his parents showed up. Yeah, it's lonely cause, because he moves all the time. He has no friends. Exactly, yeah. Um, so brown ring. And then... So brown ring. Yeah. Uh, and then he got mono, so he was stuck in, the, in his room for three weeks um, with just ginger ale and books that his mom would, would provide him. Uh, I assume food, but... <laughs> no, just, no, he eats the books. Yeah. yeah. He loves knowledge. And he uses the ginger ale so the, to, like, keep, like, so it's not dry. Yeah, he washes it down. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Man, he's got a lot of fiber going through. Well, that's what he is. He's not a human. He's an actual bookworm. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, um, a few days into uh, his uh, boredom, boredom-infused, um, illness-stricken prison, um, he uh, meets somehow a creature, uh, this like furball creature, um, called Mister Widemouth. Oh, and it's this like big eyed, big eared, big mouthed, uh, furry creature that um, just kind of befriends him and like shows up and, and like wants to be his friend. And they they start reading some of the books together, um, and they start they play a little bit in his room and such. Uh, and everything's kind of nice and going on. And then and then a couple of days later, uh, Mister Funnymouth or sorry, Mister Widemouth um, has a new game. Where he takes him to the next room over, where there's a window that overlooks the uh, the two story house, and also the there's like a hillside that goes down, or like an elevation, so it's like even farther down, till you hit flat ground um, below the house. And uh, he says he wants them to jump out like with him because if they they'll jump out and then just believe hard enough, a tra- they'll they'll bounce back like a giant trampoline. Um, and at some point, even despite his sickness, um, his brain tells him no, that's not a smart idea. And so he kind of like sh- uh, shrugs it off. He's like, "No, I don't want to do that. I don't think I have the the, the imagination for it." Mm-hmm. And initially, Mister Widemouth is like kind of snarls a little bit, but then like looks more disappointed than angry. And he's like, "All right, well, maybe maybe some other time." And he kind of pesters him a little bit afterward about it, even to the point where like at night, 
Um, Mr. Widemouth like said, "Oh, I, I actually I put I put a trampoline down there. Don't worry, it's dark, so you can't really see it. But d- trust me, it's there." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "No, I don't really want to do it. It's kind of dark out, and like I don't, I don't know." Uh, I was like, "Oh," and then um, then a little bit later uh, during that well, those three weeks, he comes back. He comes out into the room with a box full of knives, and he's like, "I want to teach you how to juggle. Like I want you to juggle these." And it's like, "No, are you kidding me? I could get in trouble with this. I don't want to touch these knives." And it's like, oh, "Fine." And he just puts the knives back in the box and then, like, slides it... I think either slides the box with him or, or he just goes under the bed and basically... He probably just, takes them with him. Yeah, and just quietly, like, lies under the bed for the rest of the day. Apparently that's how he... Like, basically after he gets disappointed with the, the kid or, like, after the kid, like, says he don't want to play anymore, he just goes under the bed lying there and just, like, stays... Like, is just completely quiet. Mm-hmm. For the entire rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually our narrator kid, Spooky Steve, whoever... Um, go uh, is allowed to go outside because he's feeling better, and uh, he's out in the their backyard and there's like a wooded path area and some of that. And Mister Widemouth appears again and he's like, "Oh, I want to take you down this path. I've actually, I've had a bunch of child friends like you uh, before, and we, I've always taken them down this path when they're ready. But you're not ready yet. You, but when you're ready, I'll take you down this path and we'll go somewhere really special. And at this point, um, our narrator." does like it's starting to pick up the bad vibes and is like I don't think I want to be friends with Mr. Wymouth anymore and it's like I don't think I'm going to tell him that we're moving <laughs> um and uh, at all because I don't want him coming like following or anything like that mm-hmm. so the moving day comes it's 4 a.m. in the morning um they're all packed up in the trucks uh he hasn't told Wymouth about anything about this and they're driving they're going to drive to Pennsylvania basically overnight until uh till like the afternoon the next day uh, and as they're leaving the, the house, as they're leaving the driveway, he looks up and sees uh, in his window Mr. Widemouth pitifully like waving goodbye with a steak knife in hand. So, kind of dodged a bullet, it seems. Um, well, knife. Well, yeah. Um, and so then he, uh, a couple of years later, um, he decides to go back to New Vineyard and check out uh, the old house. Turns out the house uh, caught fire some years later. Or after they left, and so they went back. Or the, so it's just foundations. Um, there's doesn't, he doesn't feel the presence of Widemouth at all in the uh, on the premises, uh, as if like when the house was gone or when the house van, uh, ceased to exist. So did Mr. Widemouth. Uh, but out of curiosity, he decides to take the the the, the trail that uh, Mr. Widemouth wanted to take him down, and it leads him to the New Vineyard Memorial Cemetery. And that's when he notices a lot of the cemet- the graveyard, the tombstones in the cemetery are of children. And that's where the story ends. So, yeah, a little bit of a creepy ending. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a smidge. Yes. Um, but we will go into uh, a retrofitted segment called Everyone Expects the Grammar Inquisition, because we do it so often now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, this is grammar Nazisms inquisition, uh, and like nitpicks and all the things that we, do, we pick at a story that are ridiculous, critically silly. Stuff. Um, I mean, well, that's... you've heard it all before, because, hence why I said everyone expects the Grammar Inquisition from our, from us and now at this point. Yeah. So, although the silly aspect of this is generally in the notes. Yeah. Well, in the note, well, critically silly in that we are looking too deep into like the, these stories, or looking too hard at like nitpicking like grammar issues and spelling issues. Yes, and, and then like the notes are sillily critical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or comments that we have about the stories. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, uh, on to the, my one that I have that was kind of glaring at me. Um, we have to go to the room at the end of this hallway. So it should say we have to go to the end, uh, to the room at the end of the hallway. I mean, yeah, but yeah. it is it is yeah. dialogue, but yeah, technically that's dialogue. Yes. Well, we have to go to the, the the thing at the end of the hallway. It's fun. He's so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, um, I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> you can do that, but it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just like. Uh, Technically, because it's dialogue, it, it, it kind of gets a pass, but not really. So, it did not. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they go back on my own statement. Yeah. Uh, that's my grammar Nazi, though. So. Cool. Mikey, the E stands for evil. Don't you mean your grammar acquisition? Yes. Right. Or your Nazi using my own section. What? Or your nitpick nook section? Yeah. All right. All right so, uh, my first one here is a sentence that begins with but. Those damn buts. But. Mm hmm. Hate those butts. Damn butt do. But there is one set of memories which remains as clear as glass as though they were just made yesterday. So. Yeah, that one could be, it, like, though there is, or like, uh, yeah, like, there, um, there is, however, um, this one memory, a set of memories that is, like, clear as glass kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah or find yeah. a way to... Combine it with whatever the previous sentence exactly, was. Exactly, like maybe add a comma or something like that. Or like it's, it's, not, it's directly it's talking about what it just talked about. Yes, yeah, so. but I mean, like you can still have a like you can still have a period there and like start a sentence that is connected to that previous sentence. It doesn't work all the time, but you yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to break it up so it's not all like like, and then just go into like a long over like multi comma <laughs> sentence. Yes. Just, never, just never leave with the butt. Yes. The butt's always not. You, you never, the butt is supposed to be the back, not yeah. the front. Well, yeah. not at the back, because you never end with a butt. It's supposed to be in the middle. Yeah, it's a middle butt situation. I, it's a horrifying concept to put that to put butt in the middle of something. Middle butt? Yeah. <laughs> middle butt. <laughs> anyway. It's a horrible affliction. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyway. The, the next one that I have is a question mark that really just it doesn't make sense why it's there. Okay. Um, and it goes, Early enough for you? My father asked with a hint of sympathy. So well, sure. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> if you recall correctly, um, he was hopped up on caffeine and energy drinks. So not he's yet. like, oh yeah, was he true. not? Was he it's not? Four a.m. at that he's still point. Co- he was hopped up on coffee. Yeah. On yeah, so okay. like, he had like, the energy drinks for later. <laughs> so so he could have been like, like could have like been like yelling at him. It's just or like super like fast. It's like uh, it's like early enough for you. <laughs> It's just like blind, like red, sh- bloodshot eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, uh, I think it's sympathy. <laughs> it's hard, really hard to tell just because of how animated his face is. Yeah, but no, seriously, it's probably needs just a period there. Yeah, this doesn't need to be a question. <laughs> there should be no question that like that was probably sympathetic since father son dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to explain unless it, that unless you want to explain that he's actually, he's actually it. or that he's a dick, and he's like. Early enough for you? <laughs> you dumbass kid. <laughs> yeah, that's an option too, yeah. I'll teach you to have motto for three weeks, bastard. <laughs> yeah, like it's my fault, Dad. <laughs> God. 
Yeah, so that's the end of my uh, grammar inquisitions. Oh, yes. Then on to mine, I suppose. Okay. And then on to notes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alrighty then. Uh, So, actual thoughts. Uh, I start with a quote. We were living in a house just outside the bustling metropolis of New Vineyard, Maine. Population, 643. Of course this happens in Maine. Like... (laughs) You got monsters, like, befriending children, but secretly they're trying to kill them to lead them to a creepy, like, dead, like, dead, like, a place where, like, the dead live or, like, exist. And, like, it's a creepy fucking house. Or, no, not not a creepy house. It's a huge, like, manor-like house. Or, like, just a a huge house next to a cemetery in the woods. Like, of course it's in Maine. Like... It has to be. Yeah. There's well, honestly, in that situation, there's probably so many cemeteries just everywhere. Like it's not uncommon to have a cemetery next to your house because of all the shit that happens in Maine. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's just like that's why the population's like, low because got, that's how many people are currently alive. <laughs> it's like we got Dairy, we got uh, Haven, we got, uh, and then we have Vineyard, a new Vineyard. Yep. Um, it's just like <laughs> spoilers. Please jump ahead to the 15-minute mark if you'd like to miss any major spoilers for Stephen King's It. I wouldn't be surprised if this character, this creature was like some kind of offspring of Pennywise. It's actually one of the little spider things that, did, that didn't get killed at the end of uh, It. Because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually how the end of It is, is that uh, it turns out Pennywise, the, the spider monster, mm. was actually giving birth to like hundreds of other smaller ones. Oh, that's fun. That all had the same powers that it did. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Spoilers for a Stephen King novel. Actually, you should really go check it out, before you, especially before you go see uh, It Chapter 2 next year. Oh, is that going to be a thing? Yeah. Well, that's it's the it's in the adult section. Oh, like well, like in the adult section. It's what the, the hell? Where are they going with that? <laughs> it's in the it's in the, it's in the part of the, of the of the book where everybody's adults now. Oh, okay. like it's when they, it's when they reconfront. It. I was gonna say, like, are they gonna redo it with that weird ending that's actually in the no, book? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> I still can't believe I, like I can't believe Stephen King I still uh, um, wrote that defends that like it it's had to up. be that way yeah. I, I can kind of see where he's going like it's it's it was a ritual to, between like to to make them adults not and like stop being children and be adults so that they could maybe like yeah the loss of it but thing. it's still just so yeah exactly. it's the loss fucked of it's, up it's still fucked up um, it's like okay we need to grow up now there's no waiting time so like gangbang time it's like oh god it's fucked up anyway sorry spoiler uh, I would just like spoilers uh, I'll put that before, right, before I, yeah. right before I start talking about it yeah um anywho yeah, before um, we move on yeah. with that with that line um I also had a note on that where it's saying like the bustling population of 642. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if the sarcasm is necessary. I, I can live with it. Like, it, it adds character, right? Like, But this is the only line where there's any character. I mean, It's, it's not still, like it's like, a recurring thing. It's still interesting. Like, I mean, the character... We've already got, like, some flir- some flavor from this char- from this narrator. Um, at the beginning, it's like, we were... We were a, a water drop in a river, like in a fast-moving river. Yeah. Was moving like, so it's just an extra bit of flavor for this. It's like the bustling metropolis of New Vineyard, Maine. Maine. It's yeah, like, you, can, you, can, you don't even have to like, look or like, think too hard to realize that's sarcasm. Oh, I'm aware. It's sarcasm. <laughs> Turns out there's actually a huge... Like, it's actually the capital of Maine. It's New Vineyard. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's normally yeah. bustling, but because of all the monster 
monsters killing everyone, yeah. they're down to 643, but it's normally like 10,000. No. No. He forgot a word. It's actually 643,000. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a grammar inquisition, is what you said. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That um, makes sense. No, I'm, I'm totally down with the sarcasm. <laughs> Me too. I'm generally pretty sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you would notice. You know. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> so moving on to the next one. Uh, I've had a lot of friends about your age. When, we, when, they, when they're ready, yeah, when they were ready, I took them down this path to a special place. You weren't ready yet, but one day, I hope to take you there. This is Mr. Widemouth, if you haven't noticed. Um, no, it's his dad. <laughs> um, so, personally, I love how this strange little critter just shows up, is all friendly at first, and innocuously harmless, like, playing with them and stuff. And almost kind of inquisitive about, like, the books and stuff that he's reading, like, looking at the images and reading and stuff like that. But then, as it goes, tries to lead the narrator to harm and possible death. The trampoline the juggling knives, and the important path, I do in quotes, he wants to take the, uh, the narrator down like he's done before with other friends. Does he say um, many other kids? Uh, I literally said, um, I've had a lot of friends about your age. Okay. Um, when they were ready <laughs> yeah. to go there. Um, there's just There were so many red flags reading this story, like from day one. Okay, day three technically in the story. But, um, regardless, uh, reading this, uh, it's very easy to get an uneasy feeling about the monster nearly from the get-go. Like, yeah. even when he shows up, it's like, he's going to be a villain. He's going to kill, he's going to try and kill this kid. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm genre savvy. You're uh, reading uh, creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's or not like, going to be it's because I'm reading a creepypasta, so it's like, like, I would actually be very entertained if there was a story where, like, uh, the, there's actually a creature, and it actually wasn't, the creature wasn't the villain, it was actually, like, a, a human, adu- like, an adult character that was actually the monster, like, the true monster. Yeah. Like, the dad's actually, like, this horrible alcoholic, and when he gets drunk, he, like, gets, he starts beating his wife, like, like threatens to kill the kid. And, like... The monster the, protects the kid. Yeah, meanwhile, the, well, and the monster's just this little, like, monster critter, so he can't really, like, help defend him, like, fight him, but he can help him, like, lead him away or something like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he jumps out the, the, out the window, you think he's gonna die. No, he actually trampolines away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like, it actually turns out it was all, like, um... Like, the monster was actually trying to help. I'd actually be, like, legitimately floored if that was a case. But, like, the story does follow a lot of, like, horror tropes with, like, that it is pretty easy to, like, read what's about to happen or what's yeah. going on. Um, that that mean, said, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, It would be a little bit more unsure, like, ambiguous, I don't know the word, but um, if the creature wasn't a weird, like, hugely smiling face monstrosity... If it yeah. was like just like a straight up teddy bear or something, yeah. Except for except for uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Oh uh, well, yeah. Come play with me tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass. No. <laughs> but who doesn't want to build a giant airship? Yeah, but I still don't trust Teddy Ruxpin. I don't trust that voice. Building an airship is fine. You don't have to do it with Teddy Ruxpin. No. You just do it. Yeah. I trust, legitimately, from the cartoons, I trust the villains in that cartoon <laughs> more than I trust Teddy Ruxpin. I trust those weird, like, monsters with, like, just legs and, like, big head things, the squig-looking creatures, yeah. and, like, the sorcerer dude, more than I trust any of the good characters. They are all monstrosities. To be honest, I don't remember the cartoon. It was 
interesting. Cool. It was good. <laughs> coming from someone who's pure evil. Yeah, it, it, it didn't end, unfortunately. Yeah. Are you, are you an authority on this cartoon? <laughs> legitimately, what's funny is that, okay, just a quick aside, that movie, the, the Teddy Ruxpin TV show, was originally, didn't start off as a cartoon. They did a pilot in live action. Oh, with, like, fantastic. costumes and everything, and it is pure nightmare fuel. Nice. Because everybody's in, like, no, there's no humans, that, well, even the human characters are in costume as characters. Like as as like as like, humans, so as their cartoon versions of themselves, but they're like okay. done up as like okay. mascot like character car- creatures. It is utterly terrifying. As a I child. wonder why they switched yeah. it to a cartoon. Yeah, you think, um, oh, and then they switched it to a cartoon for the rest of the show. And it actually, again, the the animation is not that bad. The mm. art style is actually really cool. Yeah. But yeah. it is like for being something like again, like it has like that very like calm, like happy, like happy little tree here kind of like like tone. It still kind of emanates a, a sense of dread when I think about it. <laughs> Even it, when the good guys are just doing things? It emanates nostalgic horror for me. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking terrifying since, since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Um, next quote I have. Uh, my father and I were in the truck at 4 a.m. He was hot. Yeah, I keep wanting to say he's hopped up on something. No. He was—he ho- kind of is, though. Yeah, no, yeah. He was—he ho- was hoping to make it to Pennsylvania by lunchtime tomorrow, with the help of an endless supply of coffee, and oh, actually, I found a typo, and a six-pack of energy drinks. So it actually doesn't say and a six-pack of drinks. It just says uh, endless supply of coffee, Anna, like A N, no D. Hmm. It actually oh. doesn't have the D there, so. Um, yeah, that's actually a grammar note. Oh, that's a grammar there's, there's another grammar note. I just completely, like, you type typo these it right yeah. over it. Like, yeah. three times now, apparently. Oh, um, they don't know. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ruin it. Guys, check out the, check out the, uh, the bumper. We have the blooper bumper at the, after the credits. No, don't do that. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, they're hoping to get there by lunchtime tomorrow with the help of endless coffee and a six pack of energy. Specifically, drink. endless. Jeez, uh, maybe Mister Whitemouth is the better option here because like that dad, like like if that dad like crashes like like from the energy drinks and then crashes for reals, like, his heart explodes in <laughs> yeah, his chest, like yeah. like or like man, that like he's good, like he's like driving like from four o'clock the more that morning. For a full day, overnight, to lunch the next day. That's not smart. That's like 24 hours. That's like 30. No. Um, that's number hours away from that. Would that be 36 hours? Or is that. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> it's, it's, we didn't do the math. Well, no, because well, it, it, it's a full day is 24. And yep. like from. Well, yeah, 24. Thirty-two hours. Yeah, thirty-two hours. Full thirty-two. Basically, on the road, driving from from Maine till Pennsylvania in thirty-two hours, no stopping except for maybe like we assume like gas or uh, or pee breaks. Hmm. Damn. Yes, he does have an endless supply. Though. Yeah, which well, and again, like they're gonna have to stop for for pee breaks because an like, endless supply of coffee and a six pack of energy drinks. I'm sorry, you need to stop. Yes. Unless it's like. <laughs> Put a jug in, put put a jug near my jug. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh yeah. god. And it's endless because the moving van that they're that the dad is driving, the back is entirely filled with energy drinks. Yes, exactly. That's why it's endless. Then there's a second moving van. Well no, not, it's not no, endless coffee. So it's just yeah. full of like yeah, only a six pack of energy drinks. Oh. Yeah. So it's endless coffee. Constantly, he has like he has a he has an enchanted thermal uh, like thermos. Of, like, you make this mystical now? Yes. <laughs> okay, it's Maine, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, sorry, it's got like, some, like, Cathan rune on it or something, or, uh, like, uh, a, like the sigil of... of, of um... He's, like, drinking out of a bag of holding. Exactly. Or, like, something... Or, like, he got something from, like, Haven when the Tommyknockers took over, and they, they made all the people smart and make, like, crazy machines that, don't, that are basically just Magitech. Um, and it's, it's a thermos that just, like, constantly provides endless coffee. Yeah. Because, again, Maine. <laughs> Does it say that they're in the moving truck or just the truck? They're in the moving truck. Okay. Because otherwise... Well, there could just be a giant cylinder in the back that is filled with there's coffee. A tanker, there's yeah. a tanker. Yeah. It's a tanker situation. And, got and there's a No, it's a straw that comes out the back into a beer hat. Yeah. And then there you go. Awesome. Just keep her going. Yes. And this would be the, the segment of our show where we have Critically Silly in the, in the way that we are... Silly to the nth degree. Yes. Critical level. It's a critical hit of silliness. Yes, exactly. So anyway, um, yeah, I just thought that was like, jeez, man, like maybe maybe wide mouth was the better option here. I mean, You're better off with wide mouth than your dad. Are you though? I mean, that's up to debate. And we're too lazy to debate <laughs> that. Well, here's the thing. It is only a six. Okay, we're, we're going to keep this going just for a little bit longer. Okay. It is just a six pack of energy drinks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would that kill a man? <laughs> it, it is possible. He might have cardiac arrest. Is it actually? I don't know. Well, you're only supposed to have one every four hours. So, 32 so, hours. 32 hours. Yeah. He's got Cardi- six. Going. And he previously had, like, coffee. He says endless supply, but that's clearly... Five? A... Yeah, he could yeah. technically do it. Yeah. They did the math. <laughs> wow. He would not die. Cool. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, so this is the part where like they're about to, they're just leaving so that so he stood motionless until the truck was about to turn onto the main road. He gave a pitiful little wave goodbye, steak knife in hand. I didn't wave back. Years later, I returned to New Vineyard. Why? Why would you go back to that? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. there's a lot of reasons why you want. Yeah, I, I suppose like, there are like. Like for all he knows, in the he does in the, the current day, he could just be thinking that he imagined this and it never happened. Yeah, he did state at the beginning that he wasn't sure if this was a fever dream thing, like brought on by his sickness, yeah. or if this act. But he feels like it might have happened. Um, and again, like nostalgia, like go, the nostalgia of wanting to go visit your old home and some of that. Like even like like this is one of the ones that he like one of the homes he stayed at uh, and had the most memory of. So for like, horrifying reason. <laughs> so yeah. Also yeah, like returning to trauma. To a traumatic place also is kind of a, of a horror movie or horror story uh, trope in that, like the like. Well, if you didn't do that, then we wouldn't have much of a story. Well, it's <laughs> or, also like, good for the character to do anyways because it's closure. That's another yeah. That, well, that's another usually one of the reasons given for why like a horror movie or a horror story protagonist goes back to the horror. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like so, like I can see that, and also because like, using his adult mind, he can see that like okay, maybe I just imagined it all. Nothing's wrong here. Yeah. And then, yeah, and actually, surprisingly, unlike some t- some other stories we've done, like Bedtime, um, uh, this story actually has it where the, guy, the character returns and doesn't have anything, like, horrible happen to him. Mm-hmm. Except for the realization <laughs> that, of... that, that, that Mr. Wybuff was trying to lead him down the, the path of death. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
Um, and that's my actual thoughts until I find something that you guys have mentioned uh, that you guys bring up that brings up something that I might want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, yeah, you're talking about that almost like you can see into the future. You know that things that we say you will have comments on. I know, right? It's weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Go check out the bloopers after the credits. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so the way you say that, like, so, quick aside. There's a scene, there's a, uh, I've been listening to this podcast called Elder Hollow, and okay. one of the characters is, like, not good at lying, so the way they roleplay it is, like, because like, they, they, they look like they're, like, they're, like, unconscious of that, and he's like, now, my character wouldn't, like, has no, is shitty at lying, so, like, it might be just like, no, I'm dead, I'll go away. Someone's going to say that I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> oh, no, you killed me, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> is that just, like, the way you said, like, he's like, no, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, like, that pitiful, like... Not like not trying to, not trying enough. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Mikey, go to your. Alright, so. Near the beginning of the story, uh, this sort of st- set off on the wrong foot for me, anyway. Alright. Uh, right from the get go. Well, not right, right from the get go, but pretty soon after the get go. Oh, okay. After right. the get was got. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, with the following quote most of these memories are unclear and pointless so why bring them up (laughs) (laughs) I mean they didn't bring them up though they're saying that's why they didn't bring them up because they're pointless yeah Yeah, but having that set in my mind I was like well is the rest of this story going to be unclear and pointless as well yeah I guess I can see where you're coming from with that yeah Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next quote I have: the day after my fifth birthday, attended by my parents alone, I came down with a fever. The doctor said I had mononucleosis, which meant no rough play and more fever for. At least another three weeks. So, he's a five-year-old kid, and he has the kissing disease. A day after his lone birthday, where the only people that were there were his parents. What does that mean? (laughs) I mean, like, when you're a kid, you get kissed by your parents. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the mono is transmitted through saliva, so is mom's giving uh, French kisses or something? Like, I mean, okay, well, not French kissing, but like kissing on the lips, like is uh, is a is a normal thing in some families and some of that. Yeah, but saliva doesn't normally that is true. Travel yeah. that it's usually much. a pack. It's not like a smooch. Like yeah, it's not like depends if mom's like, drooling all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's not like they're making out. Yeah. <laughs> that, just, yeah. that, that that's weird. The more realistic avenue to take this, though, oh, is because Mister Widemouth seems to live underneath narrator man girl boy's bed. Mm-hmm. What's to say that na- uh, I almost called him <laughs> narrator mouth? <laughs> What's to say that narrator mouth? <laughs> Why Mister Widemouth didn't um didn't come out um while narrator man boy was uh, sleeping the previous night before his birthday and just laid a big sloppy wet kiss on him for the purpose of infecting him to de- to um, like de-energize and debilitate this child so he can 
attempt to mess with him. Oh, so or like maybe like because again, I kind of get the impression that Mister Whitemouth's been doing this a long time. Like again, his had many, his had a lot of children friends. Like in that cemetery is a memorial cemetery, so like turn of the century possibly, but like, been there. I'm, I'm I'm just kind of speculating right now at this point because again, memorial yeah. cemetery. When I think of like like sem- like gravestones of children, so I kind of think like a little bit older. Like there might be some kids there that are older. Like older in like like again like turn of the century like nineteenth century or late nineteenth century early twentieth century kind of thing, um and like medicine wasn't that great back then so like maybe he like this is his first like his first step his first phase of his of of, of uh, attempting operation of operation like lead the kid down the special path, <laughs> um where he like gives them a disease like gives a mono, um in the hopes that the kid will die from mono, yeah and then. Because when he does it, it's like, why don't you just try jumping out the window? It'd be exactly. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, just to kind of like bring up the whole like salami, like monster saliva. So apparently, so monster blood, based off goosebumps, um, corrupts and transforms and like mo- monsterifies uh, things that like it touches. Monster saliva, on the other hand, just gives you mono. <laughs> yes, it is the, co- the cause of mononucleosis. Yes, and the only cause. Yes. You can only get it from monsters. Mm, clearly, yes. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you ever like wake up a, a one night and like a cold sweat, sweat, yeah, or it may not be sweat. Yeah, it might not be at all. It'd just be a layer of just Slide. monster saliva all over your face. Especially if you have mono the next day. Ew. Ew. <laughs> you gotta really get the jaw going to yeah. get Ernest going. Yeah. I miss Ernest. <laughs> I kind of want like just like play, I, I, I kinda just want, in that in that quiet spot. I just kind of in the arms of an angel. Yeah, you're not wrong though. <laughs> All right, so the the next quote that I have is the mother brought me, uh, my mother brought me ginger ale and books several times a day, and these served. To the function of being my primary form of entertainment for the next few weeks. So he's a five-year-old, and he's really digging reading these books. I mean, it's probably not his his first option. I bet he probably wanted a TV and watching movies. But maybe because they're moving around, like they're constantly moving. So maybe like the parents decided that like he's going to be there for three for three weeks. I don't want my kid to have his brain rotted out by the TV. So I'm just going to give him a bunch of books to read, like force him to read, to get him into like learning, like to be, get some book learning in there. Or so they don't have to sign up to a contract with a cable company. Or again, so based on like where the, when this kid um, actually like grew up, like and like is five at the time, could be like in the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So at that point, you don't actually need cable because you could just use antennas and oh, just yeah. get, possibly get like one or two channels. They are out in the sticks, like even like it's even, a bustling even, city, though. Even in the even in a small town in Maine, like I can't like hell, like my cottage uh, up until like a couple of decades, like up until a decade or so ago, we had antennas and some of that, and we could get like three channels, maybe. Oh, yeah, like I'm sure he could at least get um, Candle Cove on there. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Um, the one from 1999 that I oh yeah Mr. Bear yeah Mr. Bear yeah well no no because it's in Maine and that that was a that was a local Ontario uh, thing that's across the border so unless it like somehow feeds down there like down to the states well it is Maine so it might just it's pretty close also Pennywise Channel or T, uh, Pennywise TV oh yeah that's yep. a thing no but it is now well it it isn't again it is in the mo- in the in the re- in the new movie in the the 
the last in the what was it the the 2015 movie the, the remake of it yeah in the remake of it um he shows up in a bunch of like TV broadcasts like just like like kill your kill your parents kill your parents and it just keeps zooming into him like in the background just like <laughs> like just smiling yeah <laughs> but yeah um so it could be that yeah definitely yeah definitely maybe maybe probably not no <laughs> Anyway, um... Yeah, anyway, my my point is that he... A five-year-old reading books... Isn't impossible. Isn't impossible, it's but improbable. Improbable, because but... More of the time, they like books being read to them. Fair. Not but them he's also the themselves. carrier of a disease. So I, I imagine his mom just, like, opening a trap door and just, like, putting... <laughs> What? <laughs> He's in prison. <laughs> He's quarantined right now. Where she walks in with one of those hazmat suits. <laughs> Here you go, son. Am I gonna be okay, mom? You're yeah, totally. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. 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 Totally no sarcasm. No. Why would I be sarcastic? I don't know. It's weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. But the other way to look at it mm-hmm. is we've already established that he is a literal bookworm. Ah. So he would get entertainment out of eating books. He was a bookworm? Yeah. When did we establish that? Just now. Not previously. Right. Yeah. Check out the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was earlier. We didn't bring it up. We did bring it up in this one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I, I made it up in this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Future Chris will know. Yes. So, so his meals are ginger ale and books. Yes. He drinks the ginger ale and eats the books. Okay. So he's getting food and sustenance. Or gotcha. rather, liquids and food. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A fiber. Yeah. yeah. Gotta poop a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta get rid of the disease somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poop it all in. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Let's see do with mono, right? <laughs> sure. Cool. I don't really have much experience other than the people that would not show up at school occasionally during my high school years. And just like, oh, what's going on? Well, why haven't you been to school for a while? I was like, oh, I got mono. It's like, oh. That's a thing? Okay. There's a thing growing up, for me growing up. Like, there's a, yeah. a, a strange number of, pe- of kids or like people. Oh, well, legit. Like, see, that's the thing. You, in your own experience, kids had mono. Wow. At high Teenagers. school, yeah, okay. high okay. and that makes sense because you know, like again, like it's not as weird. Yeah, it's not as weird because you know, again, there was that age group. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. My only experience with Mono is through Seinfeld. Fair enough. Not through Jerry Seinfeld. I haven't met the man, but through his show, because <laughs> <laughs> I believe George at one point had a girlfriend who had Mono. Gotcha. And they had to not do things, and that made him angry. <laughs> and then he had to Costanza. Like, he always just gets mad. That's oh, his okay. thing. Mm-hmm. He yells all the time. Fair enough. I don't know how his voice didn't just explode from doing that show, by the way. He's angry every single episode, I think. A lot of water probably, like, on the set. Yeah, probably. Anyways, yeah. I think yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next time when we do Aldente Rigamortis, the, Sl- the Seinfeld Lost episode. Oh, wow. Sad thing. Uh, probably. Cool. There's probably a lost episode. There's gotta be. There's, a, there's, there's multiple Simpsons ones. There's Spongebob ones. There's there's a lot of S 
Uh, there's a lot of titles with S's in them. A lot of Lost so episodes. Seinfeld, yeah, they're I'm probably. Sure, I'm sure there is a Seinfeld uh, Lost episode. Actually, I might look that up. <laughs> it's it's about um oh, one of, one of the really early episodes when uh, Newman was threatening to jump off the roof. He actually did. He actually does. <laughs> nice. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, continuing on, I have another quote here uh, when. Uh, Narrator man is talking to Mr. Bidemath. Maybe some other time, I said. I don't know if I have enough imagination. I could get hurt. And this sentence struck me as odd because he's a five-year-old with oodles and oodles of imagination. Yes, but um, his lizard brain... The primitive part <laughs> of the, the term, it, it's a slang term for like the primitive part of your brain. He's a worm, not a lizard. <laughs> the primitive part of your brain okay. that has the fight or flight um, part, um, it was still functioning even through the, the, the his disease riddled body. So it still had, it was like, there's some warnings, some red flags here abort, 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 get the hell out of here, kid, make something up, leave. Yeah, it could just be lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very kid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the the part with the knives. <laughs> I mean, it's a kid. Kids play with things they're not supposed to. Yes. However, he is says in the story, he's very, um, uh, he's much more worried about his parents' Uh, like get finding out and like scolding him for it. So it's actually really just, he's just actually good parenting. Yeah, his parents have put the fear of God in him. Uh, to, no, the uh, fear of dad. The, and... fear, <laughs> the fear of dad in him to uh, not play with knives. Yeah, like so, it's like you previously just started messing around with stuff like that, and they're like, no, you don't do that. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'll be a good son or daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a good gender fluid <laughs> individual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so my next one here is the talking about Mr. Widemouth. Uh, he wasn't so fun to play with anymore. And my question was, was he ever fun yeah. to play with? Yeah, and initially when he first met him, like he hung out with him, like read some books with him, like they Didn't talked, they, they had conversations. Yeah, they, they well he was reading the book and he like they had a conversation and I think it does insinuate that they did like play have some playtime prior to like the the games starting up. Like again, jumping out the window and well, they already did because he has mono, so they yeah. had their playtime. Yeah. yeah, so they had some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys say I have a gutter mind. Anyway, um, we've established that he drooled all over his face yeah. to give him mono. Um, but I mean, like some actual like they did like hang out for a couple of days before the. Uh, the trampoline incident, or yeah. The, the jumping incident. So. Although, like, nothing said. Yeah, it, so it, it I, I kind of felt like the the kid was just laying there, like dying, and well, not actually dying, but like just bedridden, just talking to this weird creature while the creature's doing things and he's not able to do things. Yeah, so I mean, that's still hanging out though. So like, is that playing though? I mean, it's still playing. It's still hanging out. It's pl- hang- playing and hanging out kind of go hand in hand when you're five <laughs> years old. I mean, right now we're hanging out. Are we playing? No. No, but we're, we're in our thirties. Is that the difference? <laughs> it is when you're a chill child. When you're a children, yeah. When you're a child, it it is it, like playtime is hangout time. 
I suppose. Yeah. I mean, technically, we are playing because we're just we're make, like we're we're having fun. That is playtime. That is playing things. Right. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so my last note is about the ending. Okay. About and I'll just read the quote here quickly. The trail ended at the new vineyard memorial cemetery. I noticed that many of the tombstones belonged to children. And I'm just thinking, okay, so Mr. Widemouth takes them down this path, kills them, and then digs a hole, puts them in the hole, and puts a tombstone. <laughs> like he goes back to his little shack yeah, that he yeah. has like all this granite, and he's got like a, a wheel for like carving it and all that. And Yes and no. Yes, he does lead them down there, metaphorically. See... He was telling him, like, he's had this, like, had multiple children, um, friends, and he's led them down when they were ready. Well, when he says he, when they're ready, I think, I feel like it's, it's more or less when they die from one of the, his, like, shenanigans. Yes. Um, at the house or, like, wherever, like, nearby. From um, all of his wily coyotes basically that he they, tries on him. Exactly. One yeah. of them works. Yeah. <laughs> when they eventually work, like, uh, they, he's, they are led, like, basically it is a metaphor for, like, the kid dying and ending up in the cemetery. Yes. Um... Or again, like maybe they're he's ferrying their souls to the to the cemetery or something like that, or kills them in the woods, um, or kills them at the cemetery. Maybe like I don't know, uh, but yeah, basically, yeah. My my interpretation of it was that like it is when he said that it was more or less that like he killed them at the site or at, like at the house or whatever, and they ended up at the at the cemetery because of death. Yeah, he is putting him on the on, he's putting the kid on the path. To the end point of that path, yeah. which is death. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the, the problem there is that this family moves around a lot, so there's no guarantee that narrator man would have been buried in that graveyard. Yes, but Whitemouth may not know that. Because um, they were there for uh, some time, so maybe Whitemouth thought, oh, well, this, these kids, they've been hanging out here for a little while, they're probably going to stay here, so. I'll just I'll kill the kid. I'm, like I need I need to meet my quota this 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 month or whatever or this year or whatever. It's quota. I, I don't know. Maybe. Why does he have quota? I don't know. Maybe he maybe he's the gravekeeper. Maybe he's like this weird supernatural gravekeeper and he's uh, helping the the gravesite and he's like has that one he has one more quota he's got to meet that night that day. And it's like oh, well I mean that kid's like he's a kid so he's pretty small. So I don't have to dig too much. <laughs> just lazy as well. Yeah. You're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's an SNTF thing. Like he's it's a whole like. Community, it's community service for uh, for certain monsters that are trying to rehabilitate, and he's just kind of sliding back into his old habits. That, or possibly that, once he like finishes his quota of doing X amount of grave work, then he is relieved of this, and he can he is free. Yeah. So maybe he's like one away. He's like, I mean, I don't want to just wait for someone to die of natural causes. I just do it. There's a kid right there. I mean, I might as well just go drool in his face and get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he'll probably die from that. Oh, he didn't die? God damn it. All right, let's try this thing. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey, let's, let's go jump out this window. And just like, oh, don't worry, it's like three stories high. It's fine. That's why he grumbles every time that yeah, he doesn't no, want to do it. Yeah, like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of envisioned that it was probably that. Um, actually, I'll, I might put mine in right here. I Honestly, I was thinking... Um, when he when he was taken down that path, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't actually expecting a cemetery. I was kind of expecting a, uh, a corpse pit, or like just a bunch of children bones. Hmm. 
Um, Would you have been happier if there was? I don't know. Um, I do like the... I honestly do like the ending the way it is, like the way the zinger is. Mm. Like, it just kind of, like, comes up and is like, oh. <laughs> like, it just has more gravitas with those last words. It's a smurder ending. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit, maybe a little bit cheaper if it had been like yeah. a but like a pit of bones or something like that. Yeah, because that's or a hag tree. Because, and... like you said, that's kind of what you figured was going to happen. So yeah. it's way too easy to just assume that's what's going to happen. And then yeah. if you're not surprised, there's no like it's still a creepy situation, but you're not taken by it. like whoa shit. Yeah, exactly. There's a little it's, again. It's, it makes you think a little bit more with yeah. this one. So, but that's the end of my. Thoughts that I've written down. Already, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just load up my blank page. I mean, page that has words on it. Yeah. No, I have nothing. No, I got some. No, I have nothing. No, I probably have some. Okay. Um. <laughs> um so, um, start from the beginning. Literally, um, the first couple of lines kind of give me whiplash because. Yeah. Um, Right from the get-go, it's saying that during my childhood, my family was like a drop of water in a vast river, never remaining in one location for long. We settled in Rogue Island when I was eight, and there we remained until I went to college in Colorado Springs. So, I don't think that living somewhere for 10 or 11 years is short enough time to compare to a drop of water in a river yeah. in regards to him being eight up until 18, 19 to go to college. Yeah, it does say afterward, like, that, like explains more afterward that, like, they were on, well, they moved a lot more. Yeah, previously. But it yeah. does feel like they they stepped forward and then stepped back a bit. Like, they yeah. did a U-turn uh, from that sentence of, like, where they settled. Like, maybe put that settled, like, section, like, somewhere else, like, a little bit farther down. Yeah, like, I, I had that on my second note as well. A lot of creepypastas kind of do that, where, like, they start describing something, and it starts building an, an image in my head, and then as they continue to explain it, it's like, oh, no, they didn't mean that, so I have, to, their... I have to get my mind eraser and just kind of erase that part and redraw in what they meant. Yeah. So. That is all, sometimes used, actually, as a technique for, like, to um, to build up suspense or to, uh, to build the mood and some of that, but it does also sometimes have the adverse effect of, like... Pissing off the reader or annoying the reader because they have to like they so they have to change what they originally thought. Yeah, but and was, to yeah. the to the credit of this, this like that question I had was immediately answered. Yeah, right after. sometimes stories will like not answer that till like a couple yeah. paragraphs down. Yeah, but if I don't know, I didn't write down how to rewrite it. But if it was like probably slightly worded slightly differently, I wouldn't have that question to begin with. Yeah, so it wouldn't have to be answered. Honestly, I do feel like maybe like I think. The, the whole part about them settling, like, in, in, New, in Rhode Island, should have maybe just been left at the very, like, near the end, like, right between, like, all the other times when they moved, like, where the other places but they that moved, was like, and then getting to the point where, like, they, um, like, maybe in between that and, like, fill in some stuff with, uh, where he's about to explain, like, the play, the one uh, the one memory of when they were in Maine. Like, we settled here, and but, like, when we were in Maine, like, there's, uh, there was this weird thing. Yeah, like, the whole settling word, I kind of took that as when we moved to Maine this is what happened like, yeah. because it's right from the get go saying like we move all the freaking time and then I, I don't know like it doesn't say that we stopped moving all the time so I kind of assumed even this story is in a situation that they're moving all the time yeah honestly when I, when I first read the, the, that paragraph I thought it was like so is this story going to take place in Rhode Island oh wait it's taking place in Maine okay you settled in Rhode Island why'd you mention that if 
Yeah, it's kind of place in Maine, like. I, or maybe it could like that. The whole thing, like we settled in Rhode Island, could have been done at the end, right? When he went, like years later, like the whole like bit, like after they moved, they left Maine for Pennsylvania, and his dad even says, like, hopefully Pennsylvania's when we settle down. Then, then cut to like then then add that line in there. It's like we eventually did actually settle, but not in Pennsylvania, in Rhode Island. And years later, after like my college years and whatever, I decided to go back to Maine. To check. Yeah, like, that might be mm-hmm. a good place to put it in the story. I think it's just the word settled. Like if it. If it wasn't settled, if it was like I, I understand what settling is, but f- for some reason I just kind of assumed that as like we moved here temporarily kind of deal. Even though yeah. settling is kind of like stopping moving, like yeah. you're you're grounding yourself there. Well, they did, like they did, like yeah, I know. Moving. I just I didn't read it like that. That's part of my own problem. Yeah, but yeah. All right. So moving on, um, boredom always loomed just around the corner waiting to rear its ugly head and compound my misery. This is what he's saying as he's thinking about all the bad things that are happening to him. I, I just imagine this, like, eight-year-old kid sitting there in his bed saying these things. He's like this gritty and, like, super dark, twisted child. So, so it's kind like, of like... always lived just around the corner. Like, he's monologuing to himself. So kind of like what, the little goth kid from uh, South Park? Yes. I forget his name. But yes, just like him. Like not even like one of the older kids is like it's like it's like life is just a hobo and just like flips his head. No, it's not one of those it's the little the smallest he's, kid. He's the most fucked up, yeah. honestly. He's um what episode was I don't remember. But either way, he's the only one that's visibly murdered on the show. Oh Jesus. He has killed. Oh god. He's killed someone before. <laughs> Damn. I think he killed Kenny actually. Oh I mean that's not really saying much. I mean Kenny is an <laughs> based off of a Lovecraftian ritual. Yes, he is. But he straight up took a, a knife and stabbed him in the throat. Wow. And all the other guys are like, whoa, that's fucked up. <laughs> all the other gods. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm totally down. Okay. Anything South Park related, I'm down. Yeah, fair. So this takes place, so so then Mr. Widemouth actually takes place in the South Park universe. Sure. <laughs> I mean, in a universe where there is a worm boy that eats books and yeah. drinks ginger ale. And gets mono from being slobbered on by a weird little Furby creature. Yeah, why not? I've seen weirder. You have. There have been weirder in the Subbuck universe. Yeah. This is actually really just a. This is like a weird, like lost episode. That's actually not a lost episode, like of of the main show, but like a fictional spinoff series that takes place in New Vineyard. Yeah. It's actually just like just called New Vineyard. It's basically yeah, like where where South Park is like yeah, South Park is um like in Col is in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, where South Park is in college. He even goes to Colorado State with the college. Does he? Remember, like, after he, like, lived, they lived in Rhode Island, he, when he, he went to college in Col- to, uh, to Colorado oh, yeah. Springs. There you go. I don't... Is Colorado Springs actually in Colorado, or is that just... I like, have no idea. <laughs> I feel like... Okay, like, if that's not... Like, it would make sense that it is, but there's been weirder things. Future me, say yes or no. Boop. Damn it, pass me. Yes. Boop. Awesome, thanks. You did it. All right. Um... So, yeah, like, so, yeah, dude, could you even relate to that? Anyways, yeah, no, but that's total speculation and total yeah, collaboration. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. So, um, I have two points about the trampoline situation, about the imagination trampoline. Um, and I want to I wanna see what you guys think. Would you think it would be neat if, um, when Mr. Wybeth brings narrator boy, boy girl, whatever, to the window? Yeah. And explains the imagination trampoline thing. If he, at that point, jumped out 
and, and actually bounced back. bounced back. See, like, see, I did it. But you're a magical creature, and so like, or the, yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Though. Yeah. No, I I yeah. think that would actually be a, a much more um, like temptation, like a mo- yeah. much more tem- yeah. a much more um, like again, like adding in anticipation or like, oh god, is he gonna do it? Because he saw yeah. the kid, they saw the monster do it, or oh. or make it so like the first time he just says to try it and he doesn't want to do it. But then the next time he gets on there, he's like, watch, I'll do it myself, I'll show you. Yeah, or and then he starts juggling the knives, and it's like, yeah. it's easy, you can try too, here. Yeah. And just like starts throwing them over to him. He just kind of puts the stuff in front of him, like the knives and the jumping at the window situation, where he's like, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. What's wrong with you? Do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it's one of those situations. <laughs> yeah. But it would be kind of... It'd be cute in a disgusting and disturbing way. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just imagining Mr. White, I was like, just... Do it! Yeah. Make my dreams come true! He's like, what? there's the weird hand thing with the other just hand coming do down. It. Yeah. God. He's holding a knife, so it's like, <laughs> through his hand. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, no, also it's like, make my dreams come true! Wait, what? Just do it! Oh, uh, never mind, just do it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, stupid. Anyways, uh, so, the other um, point about the trampoline situation, so... The, the second time we talks about it, it's nighttime, and he says, Oh, I put a trampoline there. You can just jump out there anytime you want. And it's all a little that, dark, whatever. but you can... Don't it's there. Don't yeah, but later on in the story, he actually goes outside, because his yeah. parents let him. So, I, I kind of wish that he went to that window spot. to see if there was a trampoline there. Yeah, and then maybe even have a conference with Mr. Funnyman, or Mr. Widemouth. Where's the trampoline? Where's the trampoline? Like, yeah, and see oh, what I he has moved, to say I, about I, it. I, I moved it. Yeah, I totally had to move it. It was on rent. Yeah. <laughs> I only rented it for a day. It's, so it's, out, in the, it's out in the woods near near the special place that I'm going to lead you. Do you want to come know? get it? I'll, I need help bringing it back. It took all my effort to drag it in here. Yeah. For you, and you didn't even use it. Like, like yeah, exactly. You are. Again, more temptation, more like like yeah. adding on to like like this creature's like trying to like like mischievously persuade manipulating him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make, trying to make him feel bad about it. It's like okay, I guess I'll help you. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yucks. Okay, and then um, my last is about uh, the pictures. Oh, right, yes, the pictures. Yes. So, um, the first picture, which I originally thought was a pig man, because I only glossed over and, like, that doesn't look like him, I just moved on. Um, but after looking at it again, it, it it is a Furby. Yeah, and it's actually mm-hmm. placed um, in conjunction with the uh, dialogue of, like, you look like a Furby. Oh, is it? Yeah. I oh. actually check. I actually did, like went over to the lines and like right around, like right at the spot where it's like kind of like aligned with. It's um, it's where he like starts telling him that he looks like a Furby and stuff like that. Okay, and then right below it, it shows the actual picture of what he looks like. Yeah, which is which so is, cool. Like, yeah, it unlike other creep bosses that we've done on the show, it actually is an image that accompanies a story and looks like the creature. Yes, like mm-hmm. we've had a couple of times on the show where they just have a random image that has one aspect that might be correlate mm-hmm. and otherwise it makes it, it doesn't uh, or like or there's something off about it like mm-hmm. a robot being hugged by two children when there's only one child in the story yeah maybe. exactly or like um, I'm trying to think of the one uh, the antler man or the uh, antler man was it antler man or I don't think so the one with the rain like the one with the uh, thing in the ra- or like the thing in the ice. Oh, the, the ice man. man. The ice man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ice where man. He had antlers, the ice but... man uh, story. Yeah, exactly. Where it was like uh, it was this like guy like in ice, but looked like he had antlers or something like that, trying like to get back into the water. Yeah. But then the whole story had nothing to do with that at all. Yeah, he was never frozen in ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of right from the get go, from the 
oh, it's a different story, but whatever. Right from the get-go of that, of the title and the picture, I assumed it would be about finding a creature in the and, in the and getting out or something. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't no. that. But this one, the the title and the um, and the picture are just perfect for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, it is a cleaver he's holding on to. Like, at first I thought it was a piece of paper, like that on in that illustration. Yeah. But he's actually like holding a cleaver, like. From the blade end, not from the like, and there's a little bit of a handle, like yeah. like that's all. Black. We didn't want to use that. And it's like he's just like cut himself, like he's like blood, like blood's coming out of his like paws and stuff yep. like that. Mm-hmm. So and it actually again, it gives like it's this weird little like woodland creature with a huge grin, big eyes, big like ears, like a Furby kind of thing, but definitely not a Furby. No, um, but like he's almost he, like but, a but fuzzy the, goblin. Yeah, I want to say or like. Um, but a really tiny yeah, one. Yeah, like or like a basically like a mugwai. Like basically, what would happen if a mugwai didn't change right into a gremlin, and so the gremlin got had fur and like oh the, yeah, and yeah, had, and had the nose and stuff of a gremlin. Yeah. So it's like like basically a, basically a non reptilian gremlin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, basically that's what this guy creature reminds me of. Um, well, so just thinking about it, he is holding a cleaver. Not a not a, a. Would cut- you classify that as a knife? It is. He did say he was holding a butcher knife. Or no, sorry, a steak knife. A steak knife at the end. So but I, I, I'm, I mean, in regards to when he gave him a box of knives to throw. Um, yeah, because it could still yeah. be like basically a box of knives from the kitchen that, and it just happens to have a cleaver as well. Um, I'm just, I'm just only, thinking about like the semantics yeah, of it or whatever. Yeah. Like, if a cleaver is technically a knife, it, yeah. it's more like a yeah. tiny axe, right? It's a chopping, it's a, it's a chopping weapon. Um, much like steak knives or like some like ni- like kitchen knives and stuff are for. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like it would be in like knit. Well, it's just kind of like shit. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, let's just yeah, I'll join. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, like to critique this art piece, so like uh, I think it actually should. That's the only, but like out of that, that is the only part that's kind of like if you really want to like dig into this sto- into this image. It's like the only if you're indiscre- trying to find something bad. Exactly, it, yeah. it's the only indiscrepancy, but it's not. It's not enough. Really It is all. not enough. No. Yeah. It's even totally merit. So yeah. Otherwise, again, this is actually one of the best. One of the better um, images that accompany a story because it yeah. actually gives us uh, a little detail. Unfortunately, we don't know here, or, here, or there whether or not this image will accompany the story when it was first set up, uh, established. But um, well, let me use my magic brain. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you know what? I, I think at some point, through my magical brain of looking in the past to things that weren't recorded. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, someone may have done a little bit of research and found out that it was added at some point later on, but whether or not that means that that image was changed or added, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. Yeah, where, if it was, well, it might and not, it wasn't added by the same person. It might have I also had that information. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it might have been like just like added on with, like when the first like page was cre- when the page was created, but it doesn't show. Yeah, in the in the edit history. So, um, again, check out the bloopers to show us what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah. The image, like the image, the images actually work well for this one. Like, because oh, yeah. it actually gives us a visual reference, but also like adds, like, because again, like everybody knows what. Well, most well, people, I was going to say, people, some people know what a Furby is, but not everybody's going to know what a Furby is. And for those that don't, here's an image. Here's an image with a creepy tint a, on it. Yeah, means. creepy like shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and then and then like we get an actual image of what Mister Bidenmouth looks like, and it's it it, it complements the story very well. I have to say though, in regards to that first image, though, I think it should be 
cleared up a little bit. There's just a little bit of like a tight, like a little uh, comment or something underneath it or something. No, no, not even that. I mean the image itself because when I first glossed over it, I didn't see a Furby. I saw some weird like pig face thing. I'm like, okay, that's not it. Moving on. Hmm. Because like all the bars are there and it's really close. Yeah. If it was back and the bars were a little bit further out, you'd be able to see it clearer. I I looked at it like I took a quick glance like when we. It might be because it's black and white too, so it just kind of all blended together for me. Maybe yeah. It's it you know people see different things when it's like the Rorschach test situation. Yeah, (laughs) you know people see different things. I saw a furry. You saw a pig man. Man bear pig. Yes. Well, I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's the end of my thoughts. Just talking about the images. All right. So, uh, I'm going to end uh, with my, my final thoughts. I'm going to uh, have the para- or quote the paragraph, the last paragraph. Mm-hmm. Um, Out of curiosity, I followed the deer trail that Mr. Widemouth had shown me. Part of me expected him to jump out from behind a tree and scare the living bejesus out of me, but I felt that Mr. Widemouth was gone, somehow tied to the house that no longer existed. The trail ended at the New Vineyard Memorial Cemetery. I noticed that many of the tombstones belong to children. That's where it ends. So, this ending was expected to me. Although, like I previously said, I was expe- imagining a pit of child bones. Uh, I was going to say, I thought you just said that something more what you expected that. was a pile of bones. I was bones. expecting something morbid to happen at the end oh, of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a general morbid yeah. situation. This was expected, like, in terms of, like, the morbid situation. I was, Though I was, um, personally, I was imagining a pit of children bones or, like, a hang tree where, like, there's just bones. Like, it's this horrible gnarled tree. A bunch of bodies hanging from it. Uh, hanging from it or, like, in the entwined in the roots, like skulls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this actually is a pretty decent, uh, creepy beat to end on. Like, and I just thought of something. Oh, what if the trail does end in a pit of bones, but because it's been 13 years, they've the trail no longer goes there? Oh, oh. so the so the trail has changed, or somebody's changed the trail, or it was originally supposed to go a trail to a, a pit of bones, but in 13 years, somebody found that and turned it into the memorial cemetery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean. There, there's your game like the mix like and like in term, we talk about RPG games like uh, like making things scenarios and some of that uh, sometimes that is how you make your like, that is the scenario you do it's the Delta Green or like Thulu investigators who who are tasked with finding this pit of bones and like figure out what the fuck is going on here and then like at the end of the scenario you leave off with that uh, the town is planning on turning it into a memorial cemetery hmm. for all the children bones that are there wow. Also, I think it would be a lot creepier if, like, the entire grave... Not just... I noticed some of the uh, oh, tombstones... Yeah. Or many of the tombstones. All the tombstones were of children. Like, that would have been even, like, Jesus. Yeah. But, um... The way it, it ends... It's a, it's a cemetery of two. But all of them yeah. are children. <laughs> all two. Sure. <laughs> um, also, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, um... Uh, this this ending I'll, I'll actually works. I think feel works better than the bone pit because oh, yeah. um, it makes you smarter. Or, 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 it makes you smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant. Actually, are you sure? <laughs> makes you think more than the than, than just oh, it's a gruesome like like clearing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like that's a jab at unrecorded Mikey. <laughs> No, no, it was not. <laughs> it was a slip of the tongue. I'm uh, sorry. It's fine. 
Um, Once you learn how to English better, then that won't yeah, happen anymore. Exactly. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, also, uh, I don't know if we brought up in this one, in this iteration, but, um, I mean, what? Uh, but the, um, I feel like, like, the house being described as large, like, and, like, too large for the kid to, like, go to all the rooms, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't allowed to go into some of the rooms, um, I almost kind of wonder if, like, this, the reason why it's in so close to proximity to the cemetery is because it was an orphanage. <laughs> I mean, and that's yeah. where, and Wide Mouth's just kind of like maybe Wide Mouth wasn't responsible, maybe it wasn't initially responsible for all the deaths, but it probably was <laughs> of all those children. But like again, like maybe the reason why like he developed mono because like at the turn of the century and some of that, if this orphanage went on that long before it became like just a house for rent, um, maybe uh, like a bunch of the kids died from just like from uh, from the mono uh, illness that Mister Wide Mouth gave them from the monster spit. Yeah, from the monster spit. Yeah, and next, in the mon- next up on uh, from Arl Stein, the sequel to Monster, the, the 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 sequel to the series of Monster Blood novels, Monster Spit. There you go. Kids get mono. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it, yeah. Um, and it with it being in a more modern situation yeah. where they can deal with that. Mr. Uh, Wideman's yeah. like, well, I guess I gotta do this the old-fashioned way. Hey, look, a window! Let's you wanna jump try jumping it. out of it? Yeah. Like, he's just thinking of the quickest way to just deal with him. Exactly, yeah. Because after all, he does have a, a quota to make, so he can yeah, get off of this clearly, service. Yeah, because, I mean, clearly he's from the SNTF. He's just, like, part of their... He's not uh, from. He is he's, being he's, reconditioned he, yeah, re- by the SNTF. Rehabilitation. There you go. Um, he's getting... Commu- this is his community service uh, uh, job. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's uh, he's got to work at the cemetery, and he's just kind of starting to slip into uh, his old habits because he's trying to meet that quota. Yeah, and again, kids or are it's of... literally just like he's so close to the end that he just wants to finish it yeah, instead exactly. of waiting for someone to die. I'll just expedite the process. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like like the, so the, the like by the end of the story, the creature is gone, either vanquished with the house itself or still at large, now set free from the uh, by the destruction of the house. So it's a bit open-ended as to the fate of the monster, and for that matter, what it was. Uh, was it a murderous, mischievous, sorry, a murderous, mischief-mongering monster? Yes. Uh, or perhaps a horrid apparition uh, from the cemetery, like a reaper kind of creature, or something else entirely, which I'm not, I'm, I'm not against at all. Like I like the idea of that. It, I could see people would want to know more about it, but. It totes that line of like being like giving too much information at the end and giving not enough. Mm-hmm. Like it's right there in the kind of a semi happy medium. Um, and so, in short, uh, it is a short read. Uh, it ends rather quickly, or kind of like it, it does kind of add, uh, end a little abruptly. Um, I feel it could easily be fleshed out uh, into something more bigger, and if anyone had the interest, like the author themselves. Um, but it's a quick read. Like it's only like four pages on my Google Docs um, when I did the page count, and it like, d- does not take that long to read it, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel, although I feel like I've heard the the this sort of story before, um, or at least the tropes that are within, like it kind of rings like Penny, like it, or like some things from it, or like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Even kind of like uh, uh, storylines or plot lines, but. It was an enjoyable little read, so I I recommend um, if you like quick little buddy horrors, because this was certainly a horror story with a, with buddy. a buddy. Yeah, it totally is. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Slowly adding to that list of buddy horrors. Mm-hmm. Now that we've discovered that genre, yeah. that genre needs to be filled in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, going back to the ending. Yes. Actually, before we continue, mm-hmm. just thinking. Does I Dare My Best Friend to Ruin My Life technically a buddy horror? Because there are buddies, and his friend is trying to end him. Would that be technically a buddy horror? Even though they're both just dudes. I'm yes. assuming yes because you have a frozen <laughs> look on your face. Yes. Cool. Continue. Alright. So, back to the end. Where uh, it he reaches the cemetery. I personally would have enjoyed a bone pit. Because... Wouldn't we all? I mean, <laughs> or a high tree, yeah, like just well, something gruesome, like a little bit like something old and gruesome. Well, it, it's just the whole idea of a supernatural entity d- digging the grave, <laughs> putting the body himself. into the grave, and making a tombstone. And again, it was a it's community l- service. It's, <laughs> if you take the way the SNTF like community service program. Rehabilitation. Um, rehabilitation program. Uh, it works. Like, for like that kind of thing. It's written in story. Clearly. <laughs> but also, like, it does, like, if you read between the lines, like, that's probably what the character, what the creature meant by, like, taking him down the path when he was ready, and that when he kills him, he'll end up there. Or him him being just, ready is him dying it's by just, one means or another. Yeah, just being killed by him, basically. Yeah, like, he's just, never going to physically hold his hand he's like and walk down the path with him. Yeah, he's kind of like a... I kind of feel like he's kind of like a Rumpelstiltskin-esque archetype, or like that little mischievous monster archetype, um, where, like, he's he's smarter than he led, led leads on in his dialogue. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, don't worry, yeah, you'll, get, you'll get what's coming to you. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, he's five years old, so like, yeah. not that hard to. Well, apparently it is because he didn't kill him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like Roadrunner and Coyote. It's like exactly. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> and me, uh, brother, five-year-old. He's a five-year-old. He's actually eight, I believe. Well, is it, well no, he's five. Five in at the time of the mono. Is he? Yeah. Yes. He's only eight when they moved to a. The settling down. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's a five-year-old with mono, and he loves books. I mean, that that not all five-year-olds no, are not idiots. All, not all. Not all. Don't be insulting to all, yeah. all of our five-year-old listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't insult all our, our all our listeners who were five years old and like really liked books. Like, wait, where do you think a lot of them got like their love of creepypastas for reading like creepy horror stories, like? Scary number five. Scary stories to tell at night. The that that childhood nightmare fuel inducing uh, book series that uh, that got read to kids way too early with creepiest sin uh, illustrations. Yeah. Well, either way, these books that this kid's getting, they're just books. Yeah. Okay. It, it's not like I mean, his I mean, mom is handing him a massive tome. I literally. Like, okay. <laughs> to, to add on to this, I have literally given my my niece. My niece cultist, a mm-hmm. my first Cthulhu book. <laughs> like it is just it is basically or no sorry the hungry the hung, uh, the the hungriest uh, the hungriest Cthulhu pillar, um, which is a the hungriest caterpillar book, which is a for that age group three to five, mm. 
and it has tons of pictures and stuff like the like and he mentions yeah. that the kid, the Mr. Widemouth is looking reading through books and looking at like reading them and looking at the pictures. Oh, okay. so, so yeah. It the is picture like, books. like picture books are a thing and like they have yeah. writing in them. Well, yeah. you know what? The, like there is this simple change there that fixes all of this. Yeah. Instead of saying um ginger ale in books, ginger ale in picture books. Yeah. Yes. Done. That would work, yeah. Immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's actually a grammar Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> or an epic more or less. Yeah, it's, it's in the nook. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but because of that, it broke your entire like, yeah, like my immersion gone. gone from the get go. Yeah, so you won't recommend. Yeah, I'm not recommending it. That's fair. Okay. Uh, for me, conversely, um, I am going to recommend it because I enjoyed the way it went the entire way through. Um, like you say, it ended quickly, but it didn't really need to go on. I felt if it went on much more, it would have just been kind of beating a dead horse. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It, it tied up all the loose ends, and well, the one loose end it left is what is the fate of Mister Widemouth. Yeah, exactly. but that's not a bad it's loose end to leave no. there because it leaves it open where like he could come back and haunt this guy later in his life for all we know this is the difference between why I recommended it fully rather than what I was going to recommend it partially actually originally I had a partial recommendation yes but as I read like as we like I've been talking and this iteration um, we're talking about um, well there's so many like parallel universes going on at the same time anyway (laughs) um, the reason why I went a full recommendation is because it, it the the fact it, it did kind of like just like it just kind of ends like I was like after like a couple of years ago I wanted to go check it out and I found this graveyard at the end of that and it was a lot of children tombstones and that's actually a, like I enjoy that ending because it's like it adds a bit of gravitas to like like or dark tone like suddenly to like why 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 funny mouth oh why funny mouth why wide mouth was leading him to like play jump out the window or yeah. play with the knives and stuff like that he was literally trying to kill him I know <laughs> like it I, added I, on to that whole like aspect of um. Like, where we were thinking, like, where, like, this is what was, what happens to kids who are ready to go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. The path is just death. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I liked it. The ending was good. The I really like the creepy little monster. Most of the yeah. time, when a creepypasta has a tiny little monster, I'm not scared of him because I just think he's hilarious and not threatening. One, but I'm actually worried about this little fuzzy bastard. Yeah. Like, I the whole time, Susie, even when he showed up, it's like, I don't trust him. <laughs> nope. He's evil. It's like, nope. Okay, cool. Can I have one of these eyes? I mean, you you do that, and then he's still standing there. It's like, what? What now? He's got, like, cleaver hanging out of his mouth. You you don't know what I am. (laughs) It's like, you think this is my real fate? You think this is my real fate? This isn't even my final form. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! He grows, like, an inch tall. (laughs) What now, bitch? (laughs) He gets all blonde. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, it was good. It was, it was, the, the ending again. I w- I wasn't expecting it, and I like that the ending. It makes you smarter. So yeah, again, I think the reason. I, yeah, cool. Uh, I think again, I think the reason I expected like a bunch of stuff in the story is just because there's a lot of red flags throughout the story, and I kind of knew where it was going. Probably just because I'm genre savvy, or I've read yeah. enough creepy pastas mm-hmm. at this point. Um. So yeah, okay. I mean, so, at the end of the day, you are reading the preview pasta, so weird shit's going to happen. Yeah. So you kind of go Again, I would be floored. I would be floored if um, the story took a different turn and, like, the monster itself, nothing bad about him. He's actually, he's like... He's a good guy. He, he actually he's your buddy. Him, he's actually your buddy. And the villain, the real guy. villain, like, not to villainize dads, but the real villain is actually the dad, who's a drunk 
and wa- beats his wife, kill and like wants to kill the kid, and so to escape, the kid actually jumps out the window with with uh, like uh, that he kind of was nervous about doing earlier, but turned out there was a trampoline down there, and he's able to escape out down the path into the woods, and yeah, he goes through that cemetery. But there's like a nice like old family like on the other side of the cemetery that's actually nice like really nice and that or like there's an old crypt that is like actually empty and that there's like a passageway to get to town yeah to get get away away. or yeah to get away like basically like child services or whatever his dad's like chasing him (laughs) yeah like with like a limp because he hit him at some point I'm thinking a shotgun too (laughs) sure he can yeah like just spawns a shotgun out of nowhere just fabricates well no just just like like when he gets like starts chasing yeah yes um or he has the cleaver or the knives and some of that. Mm Yeah, no, the, um... Completely I would be, different term, but also interesting. I would be completely if the monster was not the little, like, Mr. Whitemouth, but in fact, some, like, something else, and he was completely innocuous mm-hmm. the entire time. Like, yeah. leave in the red flags, but actually have them turn out to be not, like, bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, so, two recommendations and one non-recommendation. Yeah. So. And, uh, with the SNTF angle... I have to say that I would put this about 50% recommendation. Oh, of course. Okay, so. and, and with me, with the SNTF <laughs> angle, it gets 150% recommendation. I just want, I'd like to see a comic book of this, like just or like a comic or like again a game scenario where it's just like the SNTF, like the the like making monsters mandatory, like or like mundane, like doing mundane jobs. Yeah, <laughs> like garbage man and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's like there's some like water-based monster. He's a plumber. Yeah, you know. Well, there's a problem. There. Just let me clear. <laughs> oh yeah, it just, just turns into water and goes yeah. through it. Yeah. All right, so um, that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, we're on um, iTunes, so you can leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing and help us grow. And every little bit helps. You can uh, also email us at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, also, we're on Twitter, so you can get in touch with us there. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. I am at the Review Cultist. Sorry, at, at Review Cultist. Um, Gamer is on Xbox Live at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because Microsoft just won't give him one more W. Or won't give, won't give him one more. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I just need a W. Yeah. But having a space to put any letter would also work. Would be appreciated, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, just won't give him one more letter. Yes. Um, and uh, you can check out the title cards for each episode at Aldente Rigamortis uh, on YouTube, as well as Crazon, t- Crazon, as well as Crazon Studios uh, on Tumblr, and Crazon's uh, Crazon.DeviantArt.com. Uh, it's actually where one of our one of our people on DeviantArt uh, got a, in touch with us and uh, sent us a list of stories, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Keep coming. Yep. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have uh, two to five dollar tier, two to $5, but really any amount helps. Um... You get uh, behind-the-scenes content, extra episodes, special episodes, early access, such as... So rather than listening to the episodes on Thursdays, you can watch, listen to them on Tuesdays. Uh, and special episodes include... Al Dente Reloaded at the $5 tier, where Mikey and I go back to the good, the bad, and the ugly passes that the cultist and the doctor did in the past, and see what our thoughts are on them. And Al Dente Revelations at the $2 tier, where Mikey and I 
continue those thoughts after listening to the old episodes the cultist and the doctor did, and possibly have a mind-breaking revolution while doing so. Mm -hmm. And also while destroying the art as much as physically possible. Yeah, well, we, we critique stuff, uh, stories, so it's only fair that my art gets critiqued. Yes. I mean, that artist. That artist. That, that unknown artist. Yeah. This, this Krizun guy. Yes. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> got a decent even art count, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like you're biased. I, 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 I don't be, know why. I might be very biased. I have, I have a feeling you're biased, but I don't know why. Yeah. doesn't make sense, because you're not him. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, and for our support, for those of you that are supporting the show already on Patreon, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of Creepastas who write those stories that we discuss on the show every week, thank you. For if you didn't have, if you didn't write them, and if you weren't listening, we wouldn't have a show this long. So until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis 2.0. Sleep well. No. <laughs> it's not. It's 1.0. In some timeline, or in some paranormal parallel universe, there is a me that hit that button, and it went off smoothly, first iteration. Yep. And that's the first time it's actually gone smoothly in that universe. Yeah. Every other time, you've been raging, because like, I forgot to record again! This is the 213th time! There's no episodes up. So every episode is the first episode. Because <laughs> every time we show it to it's like, oh, fuck it. We'll just do another one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's actually like, well, well, we've had four years of, uh, of of episodes. They've had four years of fuck-ups. Yes. And then, so they've not actually, like, posted anything in no. four years. No, since nothing they at this all. Idea. And, like, at that point, they were just about to give up. I was like, if this happens again on the tw- 240 time, <laughs> I my it. fucking God, I am done. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is all recorded. Bring it back. Here we go. This is all recorded, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Yeah, so for for anybody listening to this, because I'll probably put this in the bloopers and the bumper at the end, um, this is the second iteration of our episode because we had a nice, succinct, hour-long episode, and it wasn't fucking recording. Yeah. I'm so angry at myself right now. I'm angry at you, too. (laughs) I'm really not. (laughs) I blame myself. So do I. (laughs) Ah, uh, Bakeman. <laughs> anyway, are we ready to go?